sometimes your emotions prevent you from doing the right thing. And sometimes they allow you to do the wrong thing. So leaders got to discern those things because look, the reality is as a leader of any organization, you only get to step in so many traps. This is Lead with Culture. I'm Kate Volman, and today I am joined by Tony Ferraro, our Director of Coaching, and we are talking about how to avoid leadership traps. Tony, I'm excited about this episode. Yes, the leadership traps that every leader faces. They don't usually see them coming and they don't know about them ahead of time, or sometimes they do. No, that's why they're traps. Otherwise, we would... Right, that's exactly <laughs> If it's a good trap, you don't see it, right? That's the point. But yeah, absolutely. These traps, I've seen it working with a lot of executives and a lot of leaders, and they can be devastating to an organization. They can be devastating to a career. The emotional traps are one of those. So I'm excited to talk about those today because they're pretty common. Yeah. So we were talking before we hit record and we were like, oh, there's so many leadership traps, right? We could go down the rabbit hole. And so we're going to focus on one trap today, which is around emotional traps. So what does that mean? What is an emotional leadership trap? Yeah. Well, first of all, one of the challenges is a lot of leaders are great because they can tap into their emotions to motivate the people that are around them, to motivate themselves. Sometimes you have to make decisions emotionally. So that's usually a piece of a really good leader is the emotional part. However, our emotions can betray us. To get to the definition he said there, I think it's when we're reacting on an emotional basis in a way that's incongruent with what we want to happen. That's when we fall into the trap. That's an emotional trap and we do or say things that we may not do if we were thinking a little more clearly. And it happens because we're dealing with people and people are people. We're emotional beings. And while it's sometimes our greatest strength, it also can be our nemesis. Yeah. People are going to people. And really what's interesting is that some of the best leaders in the world, they have such a great amount of empathy which then you're kind of tapping into being emotional. And one of the things about being a leader and one of the challenges is we have to make hard decisions. And in doing that, you might upset some people and we don't like that, right? We don't like when people don't like us or if somebody has a different opinion or if somebody thinks that what we did wasn't the right direction to go. And so this is why we've built some of those frameworks around the six principles of creating a dynamic culture like Keeping Mission King. Keeping Mission King allows you to take some of the emotion out of decisions that you make. Share some examples. Obviously, you work with a lot of really incredible leaders who sometimes fall into the emotional trap, and that's when they pick up the phone and call you. So <laughs> share an example specifically about an emotional trap that leaders can face. So one of those came up dealing with the head of an organization, and we had talked through prior that they were going to have to let somebody go at the organization and had gone through all the process they needed to, clearly wasn't a fit, it was in the best interest, the person had confidence that it, when we were talking about it, that it was the right move to make, made the move and we had a call a bit later and there was a little bit of emotional backlash from the person being let go, not a ton. It wasn't like there was an uproar, there was just some and it was a little disappointing to this leader. And you were talking about empathy you know, one of the things that can happen is when you're empathetic, it's almost like you've seen in like a science fiction movie or, you know, where you touch somebody and you get all their energy. Well, that's kind of what happened. This particular leader is a very empathetic leader and he was tuned into the emotions and the emotional responses that some people had to this. And basically it made it hurt him. 
I could tell emotionally it hurt him. He had mentioned, he said, you know, we have this meeting coming up, big all company meeting. And I really feel like what I'm going to do at this meeting is I'm going to get up and I'm going to remind everybody that letting someone go, we don't take that lightly and that we do have a process. And then I'm going to remind them of all the things we've done in the past couple of years and all of the benefits that they have from working here and how we want excellence out of people. We have to make decisions like this and we're a top place to work and all the, just on and on this list of justifications for the firing, all of which were coming from a really emotional place. And I knew that as a coach by asking the question, well, did you make the right decision? And just immediately, well, yes, it was the right decision. This person wasn't meeting the expectations. They knew it. We knew it. It just wasn't a good fit. And we absolutely had to make this decision. So that was the logical side of things. So all of these other things that he was trying to address were just tangent to that. He knew he made a right decision. And what it appeared to me, at least, and as we talked this through this, is he made a right decision, and then he was going to try to stand up and defend that decision on an emotional level. When my point to him was, seems like it's a little below you in terms of having to explain these things when you know you made a right decision. And secondarily, once you do that, you're opening up this whole big spectrum of other questions. People say, oh, well, you talk about these benefits, but blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to relive in all these things. And I said, look, if you made the right decision, move on. People are looking to see if you're confident in your decision. The less confident you appear by giving an emotional response back to that and taking on, then people are going to go, who is he trying to convince? You know, at some point when you go through and you give all these reasons and all these things, are you trying to convince yourself or are you trying to convince us? So anyway, that was the conversation we had. And it's funny, the response was, I really didn't want to hear that today. But then afterwards, as we talked, he's like, you know, that was the right thing. And I didn't really go down that route at the meeting. And you know what? I haven't heard anything about it since then. It appeared to be the right move. So just having that conversation, you know, he didn't say, what should I do? Because I wouldn't have told him what he should do. He just told me what he was going to do. And I said, well, this is what I heard you say. And that's really the value of the coach, that someone can just say, well, this is what I heard you say. And you know, it appears to me that that may not be the right way to go. Tell me why you think you need to do this. And yeah. he came up with all the answers, but it was clear he's having an emotional response to something he didn't have to. And I think it saved him a little bit. Yeah, that's so interesting. This is why great questions can completely shift our perspective because think about how many decisions that we make. And then in the back end, you're thinking about what is my team thinking? How did people take this? We're coming up with all these scenarios, which by the way, many of them will never be true. Many of those things people actually aren't even thinking, but we just get so caught and go down the rabbit hole when we make these decisions. So when we know that we've made the right decision and the right decision means going back to what's best for the mission, what's best for the team and all of those pieces, when you know, that's why it's so great to have guidelines. If you and I did an episode a couple episodes back on how to make great decisions I mean, that is a skill. And when we make good decisions and we are confident in our decision-making skills, then we know, hey, I made the decision and now it's moving on. And then you get to kind of handle situations as they come up. If somebody came into his office, that would look like a whole different coaching conversation, right? If now you have, I did this and then three of my best team players came into my office and this is what they were concerned about. And now I need to figure out what to do next. That's a whole different conversation to have. You're dealing with reality rather than this reality you're creating. And again, that's a challenge. Uh, one of the things a great leader does is they recognize all the variables. 
you know, before making a decision or at least kind of see them and weigh them. That's great when those are real variables, you're making a decision, but it hinders on the flip side of that because that imagination starts creating ones that aren't real. And so you just have to be really careful about that. And then that doesn't mean that you just gloss over a mistake and say, I'm just going to act real stoic here like it didn't happen. Those days, sometimes the emotions can work the other way where you say, I made a mistake and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to revisit it. And sometimes the leader has to do the opposite. The story just came to me, a leader of this group sent an email out, somewhat critical email to who he thought was a person. <laughs> well, he hit like a reply all <laughs> type oh, thing. No. No, no, no. Those are the worst. <laughs> so, you know, he did the right thing and said, look, so I went and met with the person individually and got that cleared away. Well, what I thought was really great is I happened to see this actually in this meeting. So at the next meeting, the person he was doing, he had a slide deck was going on and he had this slide that said, uh, and one more thing, just about communication. And it had this like stick figure of him. And then on the one corner, it had a stick figure of it, just one stick figure. And the other corner, it was like six stick figures. And he said, on another note, I just want you to know, I'm really going to be committed to making sure that if I need to send a message to one person and he had a line go to it, he said, I won't send it to a bunch of people. And he, <laughs> and he had a line through that. You know, he addressed it because it needed to be addressed. Now, emotionally, he could have hit behind saying, I don't even want to go there. There's a dichotomy there of what sometimes your emotions prevent you from doing the right thing. And sometimes they allow you to do the wrong thing. So leaders got to discern those things because look, the reality is as a leader of any organization, you only get to step in so many traps. I recently got to speak to the faculty of the high school I went to. And before I left a great young principal, it's there. And I said, look, have a great year. Watch out for the traps. I said, one, you can step in and get out too. You might be able to get out, but you probably have to chew your leg off to get out of it. I said, but no leader gets three. And actually in our culture today, with canceling and all the things that go on, it's tough. You don't get a chance to make a mistake in a lot of cases. So a leader's got to really be attuned to what those traps are. And we were talking earlier, it's where a coach comes in. It's really hard to walk down the path and look forward and look down at the same time. So just having a coach there to ask the right questions and to maybe prevent that, because we have those great ideas in our head, then they come out mixed with oxygen and not always so great when we have to hear them. <laughs> well, a coach can't prevent you from hitting reply all, but... <laughs> But I bet he'll never do that again. And, you know, every time I hear stories like that, it's such a good reminder of having the right people on your team when there's that level of trust and you've built that over time. And then when something happens, then I feel like when you do hit one of those traps, it's almost like you get a little grace from your team because they know you and they trust you. And then when you come to them with, hey, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, like being open and honest about it, it's very different a lot of leaders that are out there that are, like you said, in this culture where there's just this cancel culture, it is interesting to see where some people are obviously taking a way bigger hit because of some of those pieces, right? Because maybe there is a little bit of lack of trust and really a, an incredible culture. So uh, you make a great point. And, you know, the coaching is those six principles of culture with people that all result in building up trust in an organization and building a healthy culture in an organization. That's the majority of the time we spend with our coaching clients. If that's not in place, the things I just talked about really don't matter. 
if you don't have trust within your organization and, and you're not a leader that has been doing those things, then we're talking about just spinning a situation or, you know, that's why they have crisis people to come in, which is horrible today because everybody tells you just disassociate yourself completely with the situation. And so you have to have that culture that's built into there before any of this makes any sense. But once you do, or once you're working towards it, then it is pretty important because if you don't have those checks and balances in there via coach, all the work that you've done to build the culture, you can start chipping away and even destroying it. So you have to do the work and you have to have a relationship with people but then it is important. You mentioned one of the power of a coach is to ask great questions, to ask, well, what do you want? Oftentimes when someone tells you what they're going to do or the way they plan on attacking something and what they want, those two things are incongruent. And if you can just point that out to somebody or let them see that, then they know they're on the wrong path. So what I would say, if you're a leader out there and you're fired up about something and you're just, I'm just going to do this, then ask yourself that question. Hopefully your coach is asking that question. What do you want? If those two aren't aligned, then step back and do something else. Avoid the trap. And to avoid the trap and take a little bit of time. And this is why I am such a proponent of journaling. Journaling is such an incredible way to kind of get out those feelings, those emotions, those frustrations. And then you'll start to see sometimes when I'm journaling, I'm like, yeah, I'm going a little overboard with my thoughts. Like it's probably not that dire of a situation or there's just things that you come up with solutions that you wouldn't have otherwise just because you're kind of allowing your pen to the page to do the work for you. Well, that works for you because you're a pretty aware person. And so you see that, you know, as you're writing and as we talked before, the power with the coach is to say, help you see those blind spots, because if you're not thinking the right way, you're going to write the solution <laughs> and it's still going to sound good. And it's still not going to be great. Yeah. You got to ask different questions. All right. Before we go, Tony, what can someone do if there's a leader that's listening? That's like, yeah, I, you know, I get heated. I get fired up. I know a lot of people obviously listening there's really incredible leaders that are very self-aware and are constantly trying to improve their self-awareness to become better leaders for themselves and their team. What is something that someone can do to live in that space of, of course, we're going to be emotional. We are human beings. You can't take that out. We're not going to be robots. But also, how do we kind of lead with empathy and understand what we're doing? There's that emotional impact, but making better decisions so we don't fall into this emotional trap. Yep. I think there's two things. One, we already talked about. If you can ask yourself the question, what do I want here? What's the desired outcome? And really just ask that without any emotion to it. What is the desired outcome? And is the action that I'm going to take, does it have a reasonable chance to get that outcome? And if you can ask yourself that question, then at least you'll take the time to step back and maybe think about that. Now, the second thing, because we are emotional beings, we can craft an answer do that question. And that's where having a coach is so important. So the second part is just find a trusted advisor, a coach to be with you along the way. And the conversation I had with that person, it was one call in a month and who knows what it saved them in terms of baggage in a lot of different ways. So finding a coach who can ask those questions is the second thing there and, and probably the most important. And I'll add one to round this out too, because I, I heard this question and I thought it was so great. You know how so many of us ask the question, what should I do? Right? We ask the question, what should I do? Instead of asking that question, what are three things I could do? Instead of should do, what are three things I could do? And then journal or think through of those 
different scenarios, which ones are going to actually get the result that I am looking for. That's a great tip. Oh. Yeah. And particularly if you can make one of them kind of like outrageous. Yeah. If you had to fire everybody. Okay. Great. That one's off the table. Yeah. <laughs> now you can start eliminating yeah, some of them. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great tip. Katie. Oh. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really great question though. Instead of should, could, cause you could fire everyone, but that's yep. probably not the right solution. Well, hopefully somebody's <laughs> listening today who's dealing with something where they're going to react emotionally. And what we talked about today will help them take a step back. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Tony, thank you so much for sharing your insight as always. And if you are thinking through, hey, I would love to have a coach, somebody who is going to ask me those questions, whether you're going through an emotional challenge or whatever it is in your life, being a leader, we don't always have those people to talk to when we're trying to make really great decisions. And so if you're interested in discovering what that would look like in your world, having a coach to hold you accountable, to ask you great questions, to help you and your team become the best version of themselves, we would love to talk to you. You can go over to floydcoaching.com and someone on our team will give you a call and we'll just have a conversation. Tony, thank you so much as always. Great to be here, Kate. Thank you. All right. And as always, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, lead with culture. 